0: So, Heavenly Father, we thank you because indeed, Christ is all and in all. We thank you because Christ is the prize. And for this reason we move, for this reason we live, and for this reason we have our being. Help us, Lord, and open the eyes of our understanding to really comprehend the depth of this love that you have for us through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This morning, we shall be considering the topic, the prize. Of the high calling, the prize of the high calling, prize with a Z. And the text, one of the passages we read in the mo- this morning was Philippians chapter three, from verses seven to fourteen. Where we'll be reading just a section of it, Philippians chapter three, from verses ten to fourteen. And I'll prefer to read it in the Amplified version. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death, in the hope that, if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that leads me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold And make my own that for which Christ Jesus, the Messiah, has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own, yet. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal. To win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God, in Christ Jesus, is calling us upward. We chose for this year the team pressing towards the mark. And in the course of the year, we have seen that the mark or the goal to which we are pressing is the finishing line. And we have also come to know that in this race, really, so to say... The first, there's no first position, but there are those who will finish before us as we are here. There are those that have finished before us. But everybody who is running that race must get to that finishing line if it's to win any prize. Now, the mark is a person. We've also known that. And the person is Jesus Christ. Therefore, we must keep on looking unto Jesus while avoid, avoiding the three syndromes, like we have been taught, the Issa syndrome, the Gehazi syndrome, and the initial success syndrome, exemplified by Saul, Samson, and Solomon. We must also walk in Jesus' full step while forgetting the past. We must also purify ourselves in the process and pressing acceptably with pure conscience, as we learned last Sunday, but not unto empty pursuits, as the Sunday before. I say that again, we must walk in Christ's footsteps, while forgetting the past, purifying ourselves in the process, and pressing acceptably with pure conscience, but not unto empty pursuits. I've underlined the words forgetting, purifying, acceptably with pure conscience, and and I've also underlined empty. In the course of the year, we also had had an in-house weekend outreach, during which our brother Dr. Fadena and Mwake pointed out the requirements for this person. We must be apprehended And if you remember, he used the Greek word katalambano. We must be apprehended. And following that, we must finish the race. He did mention that. And complete the task. Now, these things are like ground rules to get to the mark. They are not the mark, but they are the ground rules. Beyond the mark, then, is the price. After that red tape, there's a prize. I propose to discuss this topic, the prize of the high calling, under number one, the prize itself, and then things to do to win the prize, and then enrollment. The prize itself. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. Amplified. It says, I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. The, words, the two words I've underlined there say the supreme and heavenly. What is that supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward? You will notice from the passage that the price is not heaven itself, but it is a heavenly
1: price being given in heaven. Let's turn to 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 4. 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 4. That
0: is an inheritance incorruptible, undefined, does not fade, but is kept in heaven. So the prize is not heaven itself, but it is given in heaven. It is a heavenly prize.
1: The prize of the high calling, what many say to me, is number one. Divinity. Becoming, if I should use the word God. Becoming God, or becoming God-like.
0: Second Peter chapter 1. Verses 3 and 4. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. Through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceeding great promises, so that through them you may escape from the moral decay that is in the world because of covetousness and become partakers of the divine nature. So, one of that prize
1: is what I call divinity, or divine nature. And that's one of the things we would get. In the course
0: of the discussion, we find out that from the moment we get enrolled, we have begun partaking of that divine nature. But we are not, and we not experience it in its fullness until when we get to that finishing line. The next Christ is I call it divine sonship with the associated privileges. Hebrews chapter two, verse ten. In bringing many sons to glory. Now Jesus is our pattern son, the first begotten. You say the only begotten, but through him God intends to have other sons. Through Jesus Christ, God intends to have other sons. We also remember that, if you read the account of Jesus Christ, God never called any other being, so to say, He is a son to me, except Christ, not even angels. But through Christ, God intends to have us as sons. So, one of the prize of that high calling is what I call divine sonship with his privileges. Jesus Christ, seated at the right hand of God, Jesus Christ, as man, is far above angels. And by the reason of the fact that we have believed Jesus, God lifts us up if we will continue to get to that mark, God lifts us up to be at the same place where Christ is. Which is where? The right hand of God. In other words, we are almost sitting at the same level with Godhead. Now that's not a small price. We are seated above the archangels. The the opposite of that is that anybody who is not redeemed will be below the ordinary man that is, we are here, that are not here. Worldly man. He will be below it. He will be below demons. That is the choral. Because if you get to hell, demons will be tormenting you. And he will be tormenting you because they are below him. But one of the prize of that high calling is sonship. Divine sonship. And that's what we read here. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, And we all, who with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We say the Mark is a person And we say the mark is Christ. As we keep on beholding Christ, we are being transformed day by day to becoming more like Christ. And we have earlier read that in Hebrews 2.10 that we have become partakers of his divine nature. So that is divine sonship. It has associated privileges. The other prize we will gain or we we'll get is eternal life. Of course, when we say eternal life, we started getting it the day we gave our life to Christ. But the truth is that we haven't experienced it in its fullness. It's not yet so clear to us. But on that day to become so clear to us. Just like where I was reading the gospel in Matthew chapter 19 verse 29. People were bothering, wondering, I leave this, I leave that, I leave this, I leave that. There's nobody who has left all that for as long as he continues to look on to that mark. And once he gets to that mark, he will gain eternal life in his fullness. John chapter 17 verse 3 say, and this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, Recognize, become acquainted with and understand God, the only true and real God. And likewise to know Jesus Christ, the anointed one. That is eternal life. Eternal life is, you may say in a person or a person, eternal life it's in Jesus. We begin testing it when we get apprehended by Jesus. They come to its experiential fullness when we receive it as a prize for pressing towards the mark. In other words, if we get apprehended and we do not press towards the mark, we will lose eternal life. We can only get that when we get to the finishing line.
1: I move on to things
0: to do to win the prize. To win the prize, we must run the race. There's nobody who wins the prize without running a race. But the race must be run according to the rules set by the prize giver or prize givers. If you're going to win the prize, you must run the race. And you must run it according to the rules set by the person going to give the prize. You're not going to run it according to your own rules because you're not the one going to give yourself the prize. Unless you are the one going to give yourself the prize. We cannot set our own rules. Or let me ask you. Are you the one to give yourself eternal life? Are you the one to give yourself divine nature? Are you the one to give yourself divine sonship with Christ? You are not. So if
1: any of your answer
0: is in the negative. Then you must run according to the set rules. There's a reason I'm mentioning that. So young men, I ask,
1: don't you think you're setting your own rules? Look around. Evaluate your life. Are you sure you're not setting your own rules? Young women, are you sure you're not setting your own rules and
0: expecting to win the prize whereas the prize giver has set his
1: own rules? Fathers like me, are we not setting our own rules? The same to our mothers. To all of you in this category, trying to place to the mark at your times, in order to win the prize, you will be disqualified, even though enrolled.
0: To set rules. The set rules are the things we have been dwelling on since this year. We must press on, looking on to Jesus, our venerable, enunciated on that. We must press towards the mark. We must press into his presence. We must press in the footsteps of the master. These are the things, this part of the set rules. And then of course we must press to obtain not looking behind. We must praise by His Spirit. We must dwell in His secret place. We must count all but loss. We must praise with earthly relevance, with purification, with the correct mindset, and not come to empty
1: pursuits. And then we must also praise acceptably with pure conscience. I'd like to say one or two things about pressing on with purification. You see, we are in, we are in the generation in which well, maybe we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know,
0: there was a time we are moving from something is moral, then immoral, then to amoral. Now, it doesn't really matter. You do whatever you
1: want to do. But let me sound a warning. We are not the prize giver. Cannot run the race according to our own terms. Time is pretty too short. Two days ago on Friday, I was got to see a patient
0: here in uh, Park Lane, middle-aged man,
1: complaining of
0: pain behind the chest, upper part of the tummy. I know, thought of many things. Then along the line, they did the ultrasound of the tummy and then the I think the general surgeons you already seen, they did that ultrasound of the tummy, and they say, well, maybe there's some plural effusion, some collection of fluid in the chest, and maybe some collection of the fluid around the heart. But the middle-aged man was there on the couch, all intents
1: and purposes, comfortable. In fact, I was saying, why keep him here? Why can't he come to our clinic? And it's okay. You chest x-ray, do all that, do all that. And I told my younger
0: doctor, I want the resort today because if there's really meaningful collection around the heart, I must go and
1: drain it. What was the point I'm making? I wasn't expecting him to die. He himself was not expecting himself to die. So Friday, we don't find a place to do the listed investigation because I called. He was told to come Saturday, and they will do by 12 noon. Saturday, 11 a.m., he died. Did he know he was going to die that day? No. Did I know he was going to die that day? No.
0: From all intents and purposes, based on what we saw clinically,
1: this man was not in any, what we call, distress. He wasn't even in on oxygen. He was knowing need. What was the point I'm making? We must run according to the set rules.
0: And we are not the one that set the rules. I see some of us are dancing to the standards of the
1: world. You are not asking yourself questions. Who is setting the rule for the world? Everything does not go. And then we must not run onto empty posses. Many of us are running onto empty purses. From, let me say, from the adolescent child, Old people like me. We are running on to empty posses. Maybe because the young men are still coming off. Let me ask you. You get all the money you have in this world. What are you going to do with it? No, let me ask you. What are you going to do with it? If so you build a house, you build one there, build one there, build one nobody. What are you going to do with them? I think we are running on to empty posses. Now, like one of our Reverend did mentioned, we are asking God for open doors with this coming new dispensation, which you pray, and God is going to open the door. But I'm also asking you, I'm praying, that when He opens the door, you'll be available to go out. Because indeed, there are doors that are open,
0: but we are not available. If I must win the prize, I must strain every nerve and muscle, and use every ounce of strength to run. For those of you that are in medical school, you know how you how you how you prepare yourself for one of the professional examinations, especially the second MP. You deny yourself everything
1: because there's say a, a prize, the finishing line is the exam. How come we are not giving same serious attention to things that matter most? You know, the doctor, here called me.
0: It's a young woman, 42 year old, cancer of the breast. He has gone far. They have fluid in the chest. So he put a tube to drain it and finish draining it. And like we usually do, want to seal the space. So he's injected what to seal the space. And the woman started complaining of severe pain. So it's okay. Sometimes it happens, gives this kind of analgesia and all that and all that. And I saw him the morning of Wednesday. Okay, the lung is expanded, we've done what you are going
1: to do, remove the tube, and then discharge from
0: from our own specialty service. This is primarily not her own patient. And then when I got home, I think either that Wednesday night or Thursday, she really prepared because, number one, she has a disease
1: that will kill her. But not that we anticipated she was going to die very soon. Okay? So, so I said, to you "When I come on Friday, and then every uh, Friday morning or, or, or Thursday, or Thursday morning no. going to die. now, I Now, what is point I'm making? I was not putting serious attention to the business that matters. That's the point I'm making. Because once that thought flashed through my mind, it was the intention that I should have gone to do something, even if it means driving back to the hospital. So, if I must win the
0: prize, I must strain every nerve and muscle and use every ounce of strength
1: to run. My future depends on me.
0: So, how have you been pressing towards the mark? Do you think if now your time is up, You'll obtain that prize of the heavenly God. What do you think? It's a personal question. if And remember, nobody knows when it can be up. One of the great, one of the great secrets of God. Even when He is giving you tell-tale signs to put your house in order, the very moment you do not know. Some of us may be, let me say, well, fortunate. He was tell the sign. Put your house in order. And believe me, brethren, in as much as we pray, in as much as we know God can heal and all that, but we also know God is sovereign. Sometimes he chooses not to heal. And sometimes when some sickness is given to you, it is for you to put your house in order. And we must never think that sickness has no, God uses it. Most of us are too busy. But on your sick bed, probably is the time for you to actually think, what is life all about? Especially if you are fortunate that people do not inundate you with a lot of visitation. Because sometimes even when God is trying to isolate you,
1: people are still are cluttered up. So God even uses sickness to achieve his own purpose. Do you think if now your time is up, you'll obtain that prize of the heavenly
0: call? Now, we cannot be talking about the price of the high calling and running the race according to set rules without one being enrolled into the race.
1: You must first of all get enrolled into the race. And the beginning of that is to be born again. Nobody is going to, will I use the word, we can persuade you, but we are not going to lure you into being born again. If with all that you are
0: seeing, you still think that you have time before you get born again, then I'm afraid you are chasing the wind. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 12, it says, Not as though I had already attained, either we are already perfect, but I follow, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. King James Version. So, pressing towards the mark begins with being enrolled. You must, if you desire the prize, be born again. It's a must. It's not There is no exemption. You know in Nigeria, most of us like some exemptions, especially if you're a big man. There's a traffic jam and you carrying one big car, especially those jeep that is black. Maybe there's a, a siren, there's a blowing it. Meanwhile, there's a traffic jam. And most of the time, the people blowing it are supposed to be the one enforcing the, the rules.
1: And then they break it. This thing has nothing to do with whether you are big or you are small. There's no bigness. We must run according to the rules. We must get apprehended. You can only, you see, our brother, Dr. Ferdinand, he said that, when there is fear, why am I being held? If somebody apprehends you, you'll be afraid. If a police officer apprehends, why am I being held? There is a fear of the person
0: who has apprehended you. But it appears in our own generation of Christianity,
1: we are losing the fear of God. And
0: then, of course, you know when you are apprehended, you are not free to go out to do your own thing. You have lost your liberty, so to say. Now, the greatest woe of our own generation is that we claim we are apprehended but at the same time, we have no reverence for God and we want to maintain our own liberty. It is apprehension that draws the apprehended one to the person that apprehended him. Have you really been apprehended by Christ? Or are you still running
1: your own show?
0: Let me hasten to conclude.
1: Philippians chapter 3 verses 10 to 11.
0: For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply
1: and intimately acquainted with him. <laughs> you know, as a
0: church surgeon, or we are medical student, say, there are this, if you classify heart diseases, they say the one that uh, carries blood from left to right and the one that carries blood from right to left. Okay? And then the one that carries blood from left. Ordinarily you should expect that since more blood is flowing to the right, the right should get bigger first, isn't it? But there's one of them that
1: the size that get bigger first, it's not the right, it's the left. So initially we just cram it. In this particular one, the left get bigger.
0: But in the process of being a specialist and trying to understand and trying to know, then I can now understand why in that particular one, it is the left that get big, bigger 1st and not the right. That's the point I'm making here. My determined purpose is that I may know Christ. I may progressively become more deeply acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person. Please, let's know, let's try to know Christ beyond the person that supplies our needs, our physical needs. Let's try to know Christ beyond that. And that I may in that same way come to know the power at flowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his suffering as to be continually
1: transformed
0: in spirit into his likeness and to his death, in the hope that if possible, I may attain to the Spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead in the world, even though I'm still in the flesh. I don't know if people if are getting what is striving. If we become, as we behold Christ, it should come to the point that we become so full of Him that as we walk, listen, there's nothing that, there's nothing that Christ did that he was in out of His own. That's why He could say, I'm walking and my Father is walking. He's so much in tune. And what Christ expects that as we get to know Him, we almost be, we almost say, "I'm walking. Christ is walking. Father is walking. Whatever I'm doing is what God is doing at that same time." True knowledge of Christ alters and changes men, changes their judgments, changes their manners, and makes them as if made again anew. I'm quoting Martin
1: Henry. This increasing and continuous knowledge transform,
0: this increasing and continuous knowledge of Christ, when pursued according to God's set rules, transform us into Christ-likeness. And thereby, we receive, as the supreme and heavenly prize, Christ-likeness, which I've said is divinity, Divine Sonship and eternal life. Brethren, this will be ministered to me at the price of the high calling of God
1: in Christ Jesus. Shall we pray? I don't know what you've made of what you've heard. Strictly
0: speaking, this is purely a message meant for me. But since I've been asked to share it and go for the opportunity to share it you know when you are given a topic to share
1: it pushes you to actually try to
0: know Christ more so I don't know what you've made from what you've heard how are you pursuing that prize to win it and so, our Father, we thank you because you've done all that you can do. You're given us your pattern, Son, Jesus Christ. And your intention is that as we behold him, we all should be transformed to his likeness. And when we do that, we'll only do that which is pleasing to you. Help us, Lord. Help us to learn to live according to how you want us to live. Help us to learn to live according to your set rules. Help us, O oh God, to put our priorities where you put your priorities. This is our earnest desires. Let's not pursue empty pursuits and let's run the race that you set before us with acceptable conscience and we purify ourselves even as you given us everything, everything that is necessary to bring us. Christ likeness. This is our prayer. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.